What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Linares. We are other host, Elijah Venencia. Welcome back, Jonathan. How has your week been so far? Pretty good. Can't complain. Been, you know, working out, training for this 5K. Uh, it's been a couple years since I ran the Hoopson 5K for the last time on Labor Day weekend. It's been like maybe three or four years. I think I was like a junior in college, maybe a sophomore last time I did it. So it's been a minute. Um, last time I did it, I actually got beat by a dog and that was tough. This guy was running with his dog the whole time. They beat me. I was putting up a good time too. Like, like good in comparison. Like there's people that do crazy, but I did like a 23 or something, which is, that's pretty good for me being like out of, you know, my prime athletic shape, like out of high school, out of like soccer running condition 23. I was pretty proud of, like, I was actually just looking at my Nike running app this week, just like motivate myself because damn i'm (laughs) i'm far from my running prime right now like i am not in shape like i need to get in shape fast i'm like i think seven weeks um but i saw my fastest 5k time since i was using that app was like 22 minutes and i was like i would kill to be at 22 minutes right now and then like hoping to shave some time off that but no uh but anyway yeah i'm just training for the 5k getting ready 5k is nothing that crazy though so i mean i'll be good no matter what (laughs) i could do it tomorrow i'll be all right yeah, I mean, that that's my thoughts as well. Um, you know, I haven't committed to it yet. I'm considering, of course, but, you know, Second Avenue, Second Avenue boys maybe, maybe running in it together. Maybe. I'll, I'll say it on the on the podcast. One thing I was thinking would be pretty funny is if we had a float in the Hubson Labor Day Parade. Yeah, we have uh, kids handing out candy and shit like that. Oh, well, I, I don't think we necessarily have to have a float, but, like, you know, okay. if we were, like, in a whip with a speaker playing some music, like, that'd be kind of hard. That would be tough. Throw out like three t-shirts. That'd be tough. I mean, let's, let let's us, get let, in let the work. Let us know if you're listening, you think that sounds fire. And if you want to join us in the parade and walk alongside us too, let us know. We Definitely. might not even do it. We might not even do it. If you think it sounds fun, let us know. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, good way to get our name out there even more, of course. Nothing hurts. So. Facts, facts. Um, but how about you? How's your week been? Uh, not too bad, you know, working, preparing for Miami. I fly out today is Saturday. I fly out on, I fly out Wednesday or Thursday at like three in the morning. So technically it'll be like Wednesday for me. Fire. So That's like, pretty wild. Cause we were just talking about before we got like recording on the episode, how I'm definitely like a night owl and you need your sleep. So 3am for me is like, I'm definitely still going to be awake most of the time. And for you, that sounds like it's going to be a little bit more of a struggle. Yeah, I think I'm going to try and sleep right after work and then just get up right away. Um, you know, packing packing the jerseys and everything. It's going to be hot in Miami, so I've decided to go with just jerseys. What's what the rotation? The rotation is a green Sean Kemp, like the OG Sonics one, not the mm. the older one they wore. Got the purple Chris Weber, um, 2000s, or from the 2000s with the kings um third one I, i'm still a little deciding on that one i have a reggie miller pinstripe pacers or uh, a john stockton from like the og like white and um mm. uh, white and purple with the uh, mountains yeah jazz jersey so That's we'll hard. see what happens with between those two i want to wear my bam jersey but you know i mean there's a lot of trade rumors swirling around stuff like that Ooh. and it's, it's black it's gonna be super hot there so I was going to say that, like, in Miami, no heat jerseys. Like, that's an interesting choice. I feel like a baseball jersey would be fire, too. Like, a classic, like, Marlins jersey, like a Hanley Ramirez or something like that. I used to love him back in the day. I feel like that'd be be fire. That would be tough as well, you know. But I'm more of a basketball guy, unfortunately. I got to rep my boys in Miami, but 
I don't know. It's just, I don't know if I'm feeling the black jersey there and all my heat jerseys are black. So, yeah, I feel you. I uh, definitely agree that I'm more of a basketball guy, but like something about a baseball jersey just hits. Like, I only ever have had one baseball jersey and it was uh, Addison Russell from the Cubs that he caught Ooh. a case. So, yeah. that one is a no go. Uh, so, I think maybe I need a new one sometime. Like, I was just looking the other day and I saw some. Some ones I liked, like I don't even know that many current players. So I feel like I'd have to get an older one. My boy was Ryan Howard. So if I got one, I think I have to get a Ryan Howard throwback, throwback at this point jersey. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that was like me back back in the day. I wear baseball jerseys, but not now. You know, like when the Cubs were fucking god-awful. You know, Alfonso Soriano, Giovanni Soto, guys like that. I had a Zambrano yeah. jersey. So I was, really going, I was really going for them when they were really bad. And I don't even watch baseball. I guess they're really bad but, again, though. So. Yeah, yeah, but they had their time, so it happens. Take like a ring. Oh yeah, you've got a ring out of it. That's all that matters. But let's get into today's topic. If you can't tell from the title already, today we're going to be picking ten albums each that we would pick if we could only listen to ten albums the rest of our life. We're stranded on that deserted island, and you only could have ten albums with you. What are they going to be? This was maybe the hardest prep for any episode. Because there's so many different directions you could go with your picks. And I think my picks would change two weeks from now, 10 minutes from now. Uh, it's like anytime, anytime my answers might be different. There are some that I think would be here no matter what, but then just the way I approach it would be different. It's, it is impossible, but we came up with 10 each. So let's get into it. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely an ever evolving question. You're never going to have like a finalized answer for the rest of your life. I don't think, um, I mean, if you did, it'd take days of thought. And I mean, you also have new music releasing as well. So I mean, something like that could crack it. So um, I mean, for mine, I just try to keep it diverse. You know, obviously you have different types of rap or, you know, obviously different genres in rap. I did go, I think, three albums that weren't rap. And then the rest are kind of all constructed in there. Just different types of rap. You know, they don't give off the same vibe. So that's that's just about how I did it, too, because I was trying to kind of balance that like diversity and just having a whole bunch of different genres and different you know decades and representation versus how much I really enjoy the albums and listen to them today like I'd love to pick like a Michael Jackson album you know what I mean but like I'm not really listening to that today even like great artists great albums but it's not in my rotation today so like just saying I'm not gonna be able to listen to it ever kind of makes me consider like oh should I have it but then I don't even listen to it when I have access to it. So like, why would I pick it? Although it is great. So, you know, I stuck to rap for the most part, but then I do also have, you know, some R and B and then three that I think are pretty different too. So. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like the biggest thing was, this isn't like our 10 greatest albums ever. It's just the 10 albums you'd want to listen to the most. I mean, you you start factoring in length of the albums, you know, stuff like that as well. So. Oh yeah. Definitely a lot of factors here. Uh, And, you know, it is our 25th episode. So, you know, quarter of the way there to a hundred. So we had to go big for this episode. But do you want to kick us off with your first pick? Yeah. So, I mean, to kick it off, um, there's like two albums that are for sure making this list. When this list, you know, is like finalized in my lifetime, whenever that may be. I'm going to kick it off, though, first off with Take Care by Drake. I mean, classic project, different vibes. You know, you can have the lows of Marvin's Room. Well, also, you know, getting the highs like HYFR, the motto you know, the cruising songs, like, uh, look what you've done, stuff like that. I mean, I'd consider that more of a sad song, but I mean, just such a diverse album along with it being just one of the greatest albums of our generation. That's a great pick. That's just a 
album that I knew you were gonna pick. Like it made a lot of sense that you're gonna pick it. I actually did not pick this album though. It made my honorable mentions. I have a list of like 16 honorable mentions that were so close that I just did not get into. But I mean, I feel like Drake is just a great choice. Like, especially if he's somebody you listen to often now, if you had to pick, he'd have to make the list. Definitely. And I feel like this album like just defines like my time is like I like I've grown up with that album pretty much. Yeah. You know, like at, there's never been a point in my life where I wasn't banging at least a few tracks off it. So I feel that hundred percent. It's like kind of the same for me. Like I grew up on this album, but it did not make my list. I don't have a single Drake album. If I would have had one though, it would have been take care. So spoiler alert, I don't have Drake on this. And that's maybe the one that I'm like, huh, should I have had Drake? But then I kind of was switching up with genres. So whatever. But that's the same thing as, you know, if this was a year ago or a year from now, maybe I would have Drake. But today, I do not have Drake on my list. Definitely. I'm, I'm interested to, I was very interested throughout the week to like see what you had and everything. So let's get into your picks as well here. You know, I don't have Drake. I don't have Take Care. But I do have somebody here that influenced Take Care heavily. And that's The weekend. And I want a trilogy. I was wondering if that's a little bit of a gray area because, you know, it is kind of just the three mixtapes packaged together, but it is one album trilogy. It is House of Balloons, Echoes of Silence, and Thursday. So had to go with it. I mean, that's just such a long project. It's like 30 songs, hours long. I mean, it's great. I listen to it often. That is one project that never leaves rotation. I'm listening to one song at least a day from that album so it's been there for me for over a decade now it's just full of classics definitely yeah i mean loaded with classics there of course um can never go wrong with a weekend pick honestly facts and i mean there's so much diversity with it between the sounds like you got the morning and then you got house of balloons class table girls you got echoes of silence dd valerie so many good songs so many different vibes um but really that dark R&B, you know, we talk a lot about rap, but that just hits a special spot for your boy. Definitely. Um, moving on, though, to my second pick here. I'm trying to, like, figure out, because I the way I listed it, it's kind of like the for sure picks up top and then, like, the ones that kind of fell in line after that. So I'm just going to kind of mix and match throughout here, honestly. Okay. Um, for my second project, I went with Swimming by Mac Miller, you know, um, just a very good, pro- beautiful project. This is like more of a chill vibe, of course, not too much rapping on there. So I kind of factored that in. And this is more of like a, one of my lesser rap albums, whereas, you know, other, other ones give me different feelings. But um, I feel like this is definitely one that had to make it. It's probably the most complete out of Max. I wouldn't say it's my favorite Mac Miller album, but it is the most complete to me. See, I like that you said that. It's not necessarily your favorite, but it's the most complete. And that, I think, makes this list very different from your favorite albums of all time list. Um, You're really getting into, like, you know, length, like you said earlier, and different, like, different styles of songs within the project. And that kind of makes it a good candidate to be on this list versus it being your actual favorite. But I do love that pick. That's a great album, of course. I figured you'd go with some Mac. I figured you'd go with some Drake, so... Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like you could have guessed out yeah. my list. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't think it's gonna be too difficult, but we'll see. You know, I definitely think you'll have a couple wild cards in here, but yeah, those two are definitely. I was thinking you were to go with them, so that makes sense. 
definitely. I'll get to my next one here, though. It's Because the Internet by Childish Gambino. I mean, this is just one of my favorite albums of all time. Just such a good story. And, you know, in my perfect world, if I get this album for the rest of my life, I also get the screenplay with it. So, you know, hypothetically, if I'm on that deserted island, I'm getting the screenplay to go with it. So that's going to occupy my time a little bit more. But it's just such a great album, such great storytelling, such great production. Love the bars from Gambino with the different references. You know, it's just a great project. Definitely. I mean, I, I feel like there's not going to be much argument on the pick, on the picks we're going to have, of course, you know, with it being preference. And then, I mean, look who's picking the albums, of course. Big facts. I do think I'm going to have two. They're going to raise some eyebrows. They're going to be like, hmm, but we'll get to those later. <laughs> Definitely. Moving on to my, my third pick here, you know, I obviously said I didn't go with just rap. So you I have an alternative album here. I've talked about it before. Audio Slave by Audio Slave, self-titled album. Um, you know, just a completely different vibe. You know, I feel like when you're when you're alone on this, or not alone necessarily, but when you have this limited amount of music, you're going to want a different vibe at some point. And this album definitely does that for me, along with the other two that I'll mention later. See, this is an album I'm not too familiar with, but I know you're a big fan of, so it makes a lot of sense. So no, no comments from me on that one. That's a great pick. But I'll kind of stick with the same theme here of, you know, not rap and provide something different among the 10 albums that you're stuck with. That's Bubba by Keitronada. You know, a sort of production focused album, but it also has some rap songs and different poppy songs. It's just something you could have on. Like this is an album that I could listen to once a week and I would enjoy it as much every single time, just because it's such a great album. So many different vibes. This provides something really different than the other albums I picked so far. You know, it's kind of rap focused with because internet and then kind of the R and B, you know, darker, sadder vibe with trilogy. But then this is just more upbeat house beats you know it's just just a great great album one of the best producers one of my favorite producers Kate Trinata had to have him definitely I mean I feel like I didn't get too much like production production wise you know I mean more you have a more production focused one there I did not have a pick like that so interesting as well to see the differences between our list here mm-hmm. um, moving on though to my number four pick I had Under Pressure by Logic, um, oh. you know, just very, very complete album. I mean, in my opinion, no misses on there. Um, all bangers, of course. And I mean, this is more of like a storytelling rap, which is I you could consider a different. I mean, it's rap, of course. Um, but I mean, just the stories that you get throughout this project are just, I mean, it passed the time. That's very interesting. Logic was somebody that crossed my mind. None of his projects even made like my honorable mentions, like the ones that were like in real consideration. But I was thinking about him. I was like, I mean, I used to love Logic albums. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely some validity to that pick. Great songs on that. Yeah, I mean, I I even wanted to put Bobby Tarantino on there, but that was where, you know, you get the whole length versus, I I feel like Uh, I I want the song, you know, a good amount of songs if it's going to make this list, so hundred percent. That makes a lot of sense. So, you know, you talk about storytelling with under pressure and that leads me to my next pick. That's a Quemini by outcast. This is the ultimate rap album. The art of storytelling is the ultimate rap song. 
I don't think anything else needs to be said. This is, you know, one of the best rap albums of all time, in my opinion. Had to have it. Andre 2000, best rapper of all time. Could not have left him off this list. Got to show love to Big Boy, though. Of course, I mean, he's one of the greats as well. So, yeah, had to have I mean, him on here. Big Boy's really just him, though, for real. Big facts. Uh, moving on, though. Pick number, what are, what are we on here? Five now? Um, so, for this one, this is like... I would almost say this is probably my favorite album ever. I'll I'll get into my expl- explanation after the fact, but number five pick here, I went with Come Over When You're Sober, part two by Lil Peep. Ooh. So, I mean, you know, just beautiful project. Um, you know, it does so much for, I mean, in the little amount of songs there are, or not little amount, I guess it's probably 13, 14 song album, but um, I mean, it's all bangers to me, no skips in that. I feel like that's going to be a common trend here. No skips on a lot of these albums because, you know, you're limited to fucking what we'd say 300 songs. You're going to want no skips. So, um, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like for this one. So I feel like I have like a solid three that are like probably my top three favorite albums ever take care an album I'm going to mention later. And I'm, I'm sure you already know. And then this, but I feel like the one that sets this apart from, those two to this one is I was listening to this one on release night, whereas the other ones I was 10 years old. So. Okay. Yeah. I definitely am 99% sure. I know what album you're talking about that we're going to get to later. Uh, I like this pick peep was somebody I was pretty sure you're going to have on your list. He did not make my list, but he was another one like logic. He was like thought about. And I think that, you know, that matters too. I forget what episode we were talking about. We were like, Oh, was the Rolling Stone like rap album one, at least during consideration. And I think that's a thing here. Like, at least I thought about them. Uh, but yeah, Lil Peep. I mean, but the thing is, this is now my I would have picked. I probably would have picked Hellboy. Um, but this is the personal list. So that's definitely, I mean, this one's always gonna gonna have that special shot uh, spot in my heart, you know, my first vinyl as well. So mm, yeah, that's definitely special. But I'll get the next one here. You know, I'll kind of stick, I'm kind of mirroring you here a little bit. I'll kind of go with something else a little bit, you know, off rap. Definitely not rap here with Man Alive by King Cruel. I feel like I needed something that was like, definitely not rap, definitely not R&B. More of that indie rock kind of sound. And that's Man Alive. I kind of think for the same reason it hits for me as your little peep pick. I listened to it on release day. That was the first King Cruel project I had heard. And then I went back to his other projects. And I feel like people like his other ones more. But this one just hits a special spot for me just because it is the first one I heard. And I feel like I just go back to it a little bit more often. I do go back to songs on other projects more, but this is the album I go back to more. It's just a great project. Shout out to King Cruel. Definitely. I mean, definitely not or a great project there. Um, I mean, not much needs to be said about that one. Honestly, don't listen to it too, too much. But like I said, or like you were explaining a little bit earlier, um, you know, if it's like on one of our lists, I, it's definitely valid. It's definitely stamped. So, I mean, facts. Uh, moving on to my number six pick here. This was like, this is the shortest album I have. Um, so this is, this was like a tough one to make the list. But I, I do think it deserves that spot just for the songs it has on there. And I went with Doo-Wops and Hooligans by Bruno Mars. You know, sitting Ooh. right on, on my right shoulder here. Um, 
I mean, this is right up there with Audio Slave as being my favorite non-rap album project. And I mean, can't go wrong with Bruno Mars, of course. So that's a good pick. That's I mean, so many different styles on that project. You know, you look at the lazy song, you look at talking to the moon, the other side. There's some great songs on that project. Definitely one that I grew up on too. So I enjoy that pick. Definitely. I had to get Bruno on there, I think. And I did I it was between that and unorthodox jukebox, and ultimately I landed on doo-wop. So that's the way I would have gone too. So I like that. The next one I'll go with here is Process by Sampha. Love this project. This is one that I just loved from the first time I heard it. Sampha is somebody that I loved every time I heard him on a song, but then I, you know, never really got into his other music until Process. And then, man, this is just a great project. His voice is just special. And it's one of my favorite projects, you know, that it's like border, like I don't consider it rap, but it's like adjacent, you know, it's not rap yeah, at all, but, but it's people like people consider it rap. Yeah, like it's not even close to rap, but like we did the one question where somebody said, What's your favorite non-rap album? And I went with Casey Musgraves, stand by that. She didn't make the list, she was on the honorable mentions. Uh like I would not consider this sample album rap. I didn't say it there, but that would probably be my favorite non-rap album of all time. It's up there for sure. Depending on what you consider, though. You know, what I mean, like there's some moments I need to get into, and then like trilogy by the weekend, like that's definitely not rap. Some people might say it is definitely close not. enough. So whatever. I mean, that's like kind of where come over when you're silver. Like, well, any low peep project can get the the rap stamp, but I I really don't consider them rap or a lot of them a lot of the songs on there i wouldn't consider rap um, different kind of rap maybe but i don't know it's it's less traditional of course facts yeah peep is definitely like closer i think than some of the people that i have just like r&b like i don't know it's just it's not rap but I, that episode i want to pick something different and so i it's just hard to classify some of these but yeah there's a lot of uh discrepancy here but let's get to your next pick <laughs> Definitely. Um, I mean, this one is, it's never been out of my rotation for the four years it's been out now. Um, got had to get the boy on here, of course. Got to go with Astroworld. Um, I feel like a lot of Travis Scott projects are complete. You know, you're going to get a lot of different tracks on there, different vibes, hype vibes, chill vibes, you know, whatever. And I think Astroworld does that the best out of all the albums he has. So, I mean, just so many bangers on there from top to bottom astro thunder songs like that uh what do we wake up of course sicko mode stuff like that so i mean it's just very complete a lot of different songs on there and they're all bangers so definitely a good pick i mean you can't miss with that project there's so many good songs like you said sicko mode obviously no bystanders you got the hits but then you got the deeper cuts stop trying to be god coffee bean like great songs Definitely, you know, freight train tough, you know. Shout out to Mauricio. Shout out to the boys. Los Foos in the house. Uh, all right. I like that pick. Let's get to my next pick, though. I'm trying to decide which one I want to go with here. I'm going to go with Mad Villainy as my next pick. I think I had to have it. This is, you know, one of the best produced albums of all time. One of the best rap albums of all time. I mean, it's just... Great. You see it if you watch on YouTube. You see it on Elijah's wall in the background. It hits. This is an album, you know, I got into a little bit later than some of the other ones. 
but it's just great. I mean, you get the, all the different production type skits with all the samples, and then you just get bars from Doom. And I mean, that's just undefeated, honestly. I mean, great project. Definitely. Um, I so I great project there, of course. That was gonna be like the one that I figured was gonna be on yours. I I figured you get a MF Doom project on there, and that was gonna be my guess. But 100 percent I, I had to have it like you know food crossed my mind operation doomsday but nothing's gonna top mad villainy for me definitely moving on i believe we're on pick eight here um this is a very you i classify i mean pretty much all their songs as unique they can do a lot of different things and i went with saturation two by brock hampton oh i mean you know just kicking off gummy queer jello songs like that i mean then you get Deep Cutters, Tokyo, or not Deep Cuts, but, you know, Tokyo, songs like that, Sunny, Summer. I mean, there's just, like, it's so unique. It does a lot that mm. a lot of these other projects cannot do because of how unique they are as a as a group. I love that pick. That's my favorite Brockhampton project. And it didn't really even cross my mind, which is wild to say when I was talking about, oh, Logic crossed my mind, but Brockhampton did not. That's crazy. I love that project. It's a great pick. Like like you said, I mean, it's so diverse. Brockhampton, when you have that many members, you can do so many different things. Everybody brings something special to the table, especially when you're as talented as that group is. So love that pick. Definitely. I'll get on my next pick here, though. I'll go with Igor, but Tyler the Creator. I mean, I think anybody who listens knew Tyler would be on this list for me at some point. And rather than go with like call me if you get lost which is you know very very rap focused some of these other albums do that and do it better to an extent so i had to go with igor this is such a unique project such a great story such great productions such great vocals from tyler all the features on it kill it some of my favorite songs of all time on it had to have it if i had to pick one this was one of the easiest ones to pick so yeah it was easy great pick Definitely. Um, so for my my ninth pick here, this is my last non quote unquote rap. I mean, this one definitely isn't a rap one, but I feel like others, whatever you classify them how you want to. Um, another rock album here. I went with One Cold Night by Seether. It's a live album, actually. Um, I I don't think I've mentioned it yet, or maybe very sparingly on the podcast. I don't think such yeah. <laughs> a, such a good album, um, especially live, like the. Uh, vocals in there and everything are just beautiful great guitar sound um even get some crowd noise which which i love i love like background noise in a song especially like depending on what it is though but i mean they do it perfectly with that one there and how much else needs to be said about it that's i think in my opinion that's the most wild pick so far like that's the most unexpected one i did not expect that i don't really know either i know the name probably no songs if i heard them but definitely i've never heard that album definitely not the live one at least so that's it's wild that's a you know it's a unique pick to say the least definitely um you know had to get on there like i said i wanted to make this uh, my list pretty diverse so i had different types of rap different genres as well that i like so i feel that 100 percent. that you know diversity to me was more about i was thinking decades and stuff like when i was going through the list and i did not really do that, like I said, with the Michael Jackson thing, like, oh, am I going to go with that or not? But I was thinking, you know, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, 
Otis Redding, people like that. Are they going to make my list? They didn't. Spoiler yeah, alert. I mean, yeah, they, they also didn't make my list. Um, I mean, you know, I went, I wanted to go with things that I want to listen to. Like if we're, if we're switching up to like most influential or greatest albums ever, then, you know, it's a different story, but I don't find myself going back to those albums all that often. So. Well, the thing is I do find myself going back to songs pretty often but not a whole album. And so that's the difference maker for me. Um, but I'll just move on to my next pick here, though. I feel like there's, you know, one that we're going to have in common. So I'm going to save that one and we can do it at the same time. And so my next one is Blonde by Frank Ocean. This was one of the easiest ones for me. One of the best albums of all time. Had to have it. Uh, nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um that just a beautiful album uh the anniversary just passed actually what last week uh i think that was channel orange okay yeah so yeah i'm not too big into (laughs) frank um but blonde is obviously a classic yeah i just remember because blonde dropped like in august like i think the first weekend i was at school so that's it's a notable notable date for it to drop definitely moving on final pick here i mean you, if you know me, you had to have known this was coming. Got to go with my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. One of the, probably the greatest album of our generation. And then one of my favorites as well. Um, does everything it needs to. One through 11, I think. I think they have like the one the song that's taken off there with Beyonce now at this point. But uh, I mean, it's perfect. That's my last pick too. I think that was the, I, like when you kind of alluded to, I knew that's where you're going to go. You got to have it. I mean, deciding what Kanye project I was going to pick was kind of hard. Like, I didn't want to go 808s just because, you know, I think it is maybe the most unique in Kanye's discography, maybe that or Yeezus. But I kind of think some of these other albums do it. Like Blonde and, you know, Process kind of give me the same thing as 808s would give me. And, you know, Yeezus, I just don't go to as much as some other projects that I, you know, are on my list. So it was really down to graduation or my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And ultimately I went with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. So graduation was also my second Kanye pick on there. Um, and then followed by 808s albums like that. But uh, I'm glad, you know, we were, we were in sync on that one. I was curious to see how many we would have the same. I was thinking, take care of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, um, which, you know, I feel like both of those give off like the, the same vibe, like, their rap of course and then um you know different types of tracks on there of course and then obviously wide really regarded as some of the best albums of our generation so facts yeah i was uh you know drake didn't make my list but let's get into that real quick i just want to go through some honorable mentions because this list is longer than the albums that i was actually able to select and this is where the diversity really is hitting like there's so many projects here that you know just hit a little bit different it's Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. It's Claro's album Immunity. Drunk by Thundercat. Don't Forget Me Demos by uh, Dominic Fike. Negro Swan by Blood Orange. Random Access Memories by Daft Punk. Kurtz by Tam Impala. Stevie Wonder. Marvin Gaye. Artists like that. And then we had Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition. Take Care. Die For My Bitch by Baby Keem. Acid Rap. I want an album from Steve Lacey. Didn't get that. 1999 by Joey Badass. And Summertime 06 by Vince Staples. Oh, and I got to say Earl. Earl blew my mind. I forgot Earl. So that is, see, that's one. 
five minutes from now, my, my list might be different now that I've realized I don't have a real sweatshirt on here. Um, although that's another one where, you know, do some of these albums kind of give the same thing. Like if I pick Doris or if I pick some rap songs, does Mad Villainy kind of give me that same thing? So that's a you know debate that I had in my head. And, you know, that's the list I went with. Definitely. I mean, I, I like both of our lists. I feel like they're diverse. They give you a lot of different feelings and everything. Um, maybe we can get a playlist out of our 20 albums that we would listen to if, you know, we, we only could listen to 20 albums for the rest of our lives. So, Of course, I think we'll have that playlist out on Monday. And then, you know what? I think we're going to have like a 2022 releases playlist coming out soon to our boy Mitchell asked for that playlist because, you know, he's a little bit behind on the releases outside of what we're talking about but then like how is he gonna listen to it we just talk about it you can't just you know listen to the song so we're gonna make a playlist soon so be on the lookout for that make sure to tap it on instagram and follow us so you don't miss out definitely um moving on though i mean pretty pretty solid week of releases i honestly have not given the albums too much of a listen been very busy but let's get into some of the projects that released this week we have steve lacy DJ Premier with Lil Wayne Run the Jewels, uh, Joey Badass, and more on there. A Kid Named Cuddy, Rowdy Rebel, and Lizzo. What have your thoughts been so far? I love this Steve Lacey project so much. I mean, he is just great. I think this is now I'm going to be talking about in December. You know, I said it. If you have not given this album a listen, you got to listen to it. I mean, there's so many good songs on it. Steve is just you know, one of the greatest out, one of the most underrated out. So been waiting for a project from him for a little bit since his last one. So, you know, he definitely delivered. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that, but you know, I, I gotta admit he's, he's not my cup of tea. So, wow. Um, you know, he kind of falls under that, like Frank Ocean title, of the creator, not, I wouldn't say they're too, too similar, of course, maybe compared to Frank a little bit, but where it's just something they've just never done it for me i don't know why i've given it tries and tries and i mean i've gotten a little more into tyler whereas you know frank's still he's still on the outskirts waiting to wait for my music taste to mature so i can enjoy the, the projects a little bit more that is crazy like that's crazy like they, they just have always done it for me like steve is special steve an underrated producer and then especially an underrated artist by himself one of the best. I did see a tweet that said um, this album is the equivalent of when guys say let's start a podcast or something like that or like not everybody should have a voice basically is what I was saying and that was that was disrespectful like this album is great. Definitely. But I, did take, I did take a little offense because you know we're like let's just start a podcast guys but hey whatever. Yeah no <laughs> I, I always love those memes I always send you those when I see them I mean it, it's always funny but you know, I, I think there's a difference between let's start a podcast, just talking or, you know, I feel like we have like a solid theme. We, we get it no, done. We always do. We always have like a topic. Like I saw some, you know, not to throw shade, I'm not going to say any names or anything, but I saw some podcasting. It was like, you know, just two college guys and they're like, oh, we're talking about dating advice this week. And I'm like, like, what do you really know? You know what I mean? Like, why should I listen to you? And I mean, I guess the same thing could be said about, oh, why should I listen to what you say about music? But this is just an opinion. That's like, different to an extent <laughs> definitely um i like i said i haven't given much of the projects to listen this week you know busy weekend uh 
supposed to go to Holiday World, ended up just swimming and everything, but still wasn't able to listen to much today. Last night went to the bars after working all day. So uh, I, I need to, I'll get my stuff to you. I'm off all day tomorrow and it's supposed to be like a rainy day. So I feel like that's like the perfect time to listen to some new music. Definitely. That I'm supposed to go golfing tomorrow. So I'm hoping it does not rain very much. Uh, been on a big golf spree since I played last weekend. So trying to get into it though. Uh, but yeah, also you got to listen to this DJ Premier Project. It's crazy. Lil Wayne, crazy verse. And then Run the Jewels. I loved the Run the Jewels song. That was fire. And Joey does his thing most of the time. So it was great. All right. It was very short. Five songs, I think. Definitely. I mean, that, that'll be an easy one to listen to with it only being five songs. Um, I'll let you get into the singles, though, for this week. Yeah. So this week we had singles from Joey Badass, Lotto, Bobby Shmurda, Max O'Cream, Casey Veggies, Calvin Harris featuring Justin Timberlake, Halsey, and Pharrell. And then Guap Dad 4000, you know, pretty solid week. You know, not necessarily some of the biggest names, but some great artists here nonetheless. Um, yeah, uh, like these were, I was only able to give two two songs a listen from the new ones this week. I went with the Calvin Harris track, of course. Um, thought it did their thing. Uh, they all did their thing on that, um, which, you know, I have very high expectations. I think they're going to do their thing on a lot of these tracks. And then also the Joey Badass uh, single as well um you know i think he's attempting to be the first person in rap to release a new song every week till the whole album's out but <laughs> he, he he delivers every time you know it'd be different if he wasn't delivering but yeah that uh <laughs> is definitely kind of tough uh the track release just got released actually and i don't know if this is an official release or how but it's you know it's out it shows it's gonna be 14 songs and you know, some of these songs are obviously already out with head high survivor's guilt zip codes where i belong so yeah i mean they're definitely definitely a significant amount of the track list has already been released but still very excited for this project because after the songs we haven't got yet i thought it was interesting that joey or uh, the revenge is not on this track list yeah i saw that and i was also a little confused that i mean i'm interested i tracks we haven't heard already i'm okay to yeah to get on there because he's delivered so many so many good singles so far so yeah i do think it's interesting though like we said it's not on there um and i think that's the only one that had like even mixed to negative reaction to like he performed it at rolling loud i was watching the live stream and it, mm-hmm. it sounded really good over the live stream but then the release i was like oh that's good but it's like it i was fired up like when i heard the first time, oh, this is this is hard just because it had been so long since we heard a new song from Joey, I, I was ready for it. And then I heard it, I was like, oh, it's good. But it, like, didn't blow me away. Uh, and then some of those songs, like Survivor's Guilt especially, like, have blown me away. So hopefully the rest of the project delivers. Definitely. I, I'm expecting that, you know, by – I think we've gotten fucking damn near a third of the album already. So I think it's delivered so far. <laughs> Facts. Uh, I mean, one thing we, I want to talk about, though, you know, going back a little bit, you know, you said you can't really get in to Steve Lacey. You know who can? Somebody we both had on our 10 albums, Kanye West. Kanye commented on a post and said, album is beautiful. One of the most inspiring people on the planet, referring to Steve Lacey and this project. That was crazy. I mean, I didn't know Kanye was hip to Steve Lacey like that. Yeah, I mean, once you once you get that Kanye stamp, especially, you know, anything is possible. And this is all amongst 
his social media silence that he's taken. So facts. Uh, I shouldn't be surprised, I guess, at the same time, though, because, I mean, Steve has produced for J. Cole, Kendrick, people like that. So it shouldn't really be surprising that Kanye is like tapped into his music. But I was still very surprised. But like you said, yeah, Kanye, you know, he's on that social media silence, a little hiatus, basically. Did you see the Get, thing he commented about the uh, hose settings? I have not. No, I, I haven't been on. Was it this weekend or? I think it was last weekend. Uh, there was like a post on Instagram and it was talking about the different. It's like, fuck a Zodiac sign. What's your favorite type of hose setting? You know, like jets, <laughs> streams, whatever. Kanye commented and said what his favorite setting was. So I saw it on Twitter and I did not believe that it was real. I was like, oh, it's photoshopped. Then I went and found the post. I was like, okay, Kanye. Kanye was, really took time out of his day to comment. <laughs> definitely. Um, we'll get into uh, rolling loud a bit, little bit later. So I'll talk about that later in the episode in the news here. So moving on though, Frank Ocean's Blonded Radio had a new episode last Sunday and he also changed his Spotify banner. What does this tell you in terms of new Frank Ocean music? Or do you think it's just, they just went with the, what was it, 10 year? Well, I don't, I'm not sure, honestly, what the anniversary was on it. It's not 10 years, but. No, it was 10 of, 10 of Channel Orange. Yeah, it came out in 2012 or 2011. I think 2012. I think 2012. Uh, I think it means Frank's on the way. Like all the signs are pointing towards Frank Ocean is going to drop soon. Coachella next year, changing all the stuff on social media being a little more active. I think, I think this means we're near Frank Ocean sometime soon. I I'm hoping by the end of the year. You did. I mean, that was your prediction early next year into this year. So it'll be interesting to see how the situation plays out. Of course, I feel like he's one of those artists that could drop whenever he could drop right now, if he fucking wanted. And um, I mean, it'd still be a great project, obviously. So it's going to be interesting to see follow the situation. Of course. I kind of wanted that to be what happened last weekend i kind of just wanted him to just drop an album on a sunday night like that would have been crazy that would have broke the internet definitely um i i don't know i don't know when i would place a prediction for him to drop i'll say december though okay i like that prediction i'm gonna go with my realistic prediction is january of next year but my hopeful prediction is november of this year Gotcha. Well, like I said, this will be interesting to see how it plays out because he is one of the bigger artists in the game and he's also, he doesn't have like these huge album rollouts or anything. So, yeah, he, I mean, he doesn't need any of that. He's just a star and the most low key star at that. So, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I need it. I need it as soon as I can get it. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Moving on though. A Brent Detoxic King, Brent Fias sells 94,000 first week. Should debut at number two, falling to Bad Bunny, who sold 105K. What were your thoughts on this? I did not know that Bad Bunny dropped. I don't really, you know, keep up with his music like that. So I'm on like the thing where you can subscribe to different artists and, you know, creators text thing where they like can just send out a mass text. I'm on the Brent Fias one. He's like texting out like, Let's go to number one, like listening party the next two days. We're going to blow it up, whatever. So I was like, oh, cool. Brent's, you know, he's really pushing for number one. Like, I think he's going to get it. Like, who else dropped? Then I saw Bad Bunny. And that's somebody, you know, that has global yeah, influence, that's... global fans. So I was like, damn, it's going to be kind of tough for an independent artist like Brent 
to get that number one spot. That will be tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I number mean, two for like, you know, so early in his career is still a great accomplishment. Yeah. And along with being an independent artist completely, you know, um, no label backing him as well. So, yeah. And he's putting up huge numbers. Like we're talking about something about other artists like earlier in the year. I mean, 94,000 is crazy. Huge numbers. Crazy. But I mean, I got to give it to that team. I mean, they're just killing it i was watching a video on youtube a couple years ago and it was you know right around the time i started getting into brent and it was talking about how he uses like spotify streaming stats a lot and like that's how they were able to play and like where he has fans and where he can go on tours and you know all this kind of stuff so i love all the things they do because especially you know independent that's special definitely and um i feel like that's ahead of its time um very unique there that they use the actual Spotify stats to determine things like that. Facts. I mean, I'm sure like big labels have even more accurate and even more like mind blowing stats and analytics and, you know, algorithms to track things like that, but being independent and figuring it out, that's commendable right there. Definitely. But let's get in the next piece of news. Drake announced that his October world weekend is going to be scheduled this year from July 28th to August 1st in Toronto. On the 28th, you're going to get all Canadian North Stars, which I don't know what that is. Then you're going to get the next day, Chris Brown and Lil Baby. Then the big one, Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj. Young Money Reunion. This is crazy. That would be something to see. If we were in Toronto, I mean, we'd have to be there, but I don't have a passport. So unlikely. Yeah, unlikely that was just my eyes. <laughs> there there is um two holdups for me why i'm not going um obviously the passport i don't have one and also the um uh, you know rolling wild is going to be finishing up like four days before it so i mean it's just would not be the best decision uh financially and then for my body as well that's a lot of travel a lot of jumping around in the pits and everything but the young money reunion would be worth it alone so I'm very excited to see, you know, what they bring out, what their track lists are and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that they're bringing the, uh, the OVO Fest worldwide next year for the 10 year anniversary. Cause I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go to OVO Fest in Toronto at some point. So got to start plotting for that, you know, passwords. That's a pretty long process. So yeah, who knows, I, who knows I could, could start that uh, process here pretty soon. Yeah, I would love to go one time. I think it'd be dope to go to Canada. Obviously, don't have a passport, like I said. So we'd have to figure that out. Um, I One thing I, you know, one little gripe with this lineup, like it's not like a deep lineup, you know what I mean? Like there's only a couple people. Mm-hmm. But it's like so top heavy. Like oh, you're, yeah. at, you're at the peak there. That's facts. But, you know, like some festivals, you know, you get like six people you like. So I know it's tough. Like I don't love Chris Brown. So it's like, I don't know, like, it's, it's kind of like the, just don't hit the same. It's kind of like the Kanye, like the Larry Hoover um, benefit concert, like that they did, like, that is just like, that's like once in a lifetime stuff. And although, you know, it's a, not a ton of people, it's fucking Drake and Kanye. In terms of this, it's Drake, Lil Wayne, Nikki coming back together, throw in Baby and Chris Brown as well. No, I definitely think it's, you know, great. But then like, if you could just buy a Sunday, like if you could buy a one day pass, oh, I'd be there in a heartbeat. But like, if you you gotta pay a three day pass and like, oh, I'm gonna see the the Canadian North Stars. Don't know what that means. 
definitely. Um, they always kill it with OVO Fest, though. So I, if they do a live stream, I'll watch it, or I'll have to watch videos, of course, after the after the fact. So facts, and you know, there's always a possibility of a special guest, especially with somebody like Drake. So he can call anybody and get them to come. So really endless opportunity. Like I love the classic clip of Kanye in 2016. He comes out to a uh, pop style and is just one of my favorite special guest appearances of all time. Like one of my favorite music moments ever is um, the, it was during the meek beef for Drake and they just have all, it's just back to back and they have the fucking the memes in the background from OBFS. I would have killed to be there for that. So that would be fire. Um, well, hopefully, you know, they, you know, we do talk about going to OVFS in Toronto, but if they do take a worldwide come to Chicago or something, Chi Town, I'd mean, love to be there. That's one of the biggest cities in the U.S. So they'd have to. I feel like, I mean, the no-brainers are like Miami, New York City, Chicago, LA. and L.A. And then I think other than that, probably like Houston. And then other than that, I mean, we'll see. But I think those five are like locks. I feel like it'd have to be a Soldier Field event, though, or maybe United Center. But I've never been to Soldier Field at all, so I think it'd be, you know, you know I think Drake could do it, especially if it's in the <laughs> summer, obviously. Definitely. Um, it'll be exciting to see how that plays out. Speaking of Houston, though, some Houston artist is apparently going to be in Miami this weekend doing a uh, doing like a club event, I guess. Um, you know, obviously pretty significant next weekend in Miami. I think there's like a festival or something down there. Um, do you want to? Yeah. I mean, uh, let I, the, do you want to let the viewers? Know, I don't know who this Houston rapper could be. Uh, it would be Travis Scott, guys. If you haven't caught on by now, La Flame nightclub appearance. You can buy tickets. Him in Miami, Rolling Loud weekend. All signs are pointing to Trav. You know he'll be out Rolling Loud. Is he gonna come out a surprise guest? We'll see. My guess, my guess is gonna be with Kanye West night one. I've already predetermined I'm gonna be camping night one for Kanye the whole day. Gonna get as close as I can and. You know, obviously the Travis Scott and Kanye West relationship is great. And then Travis Scott and Rolling Loud have also had ties for years now. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I respect the camp out so much because that's the type I am. I want to go. I want to be as close as I can for most people. Uh, so I'm I feel like hoping that you are like on the barricade. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a little rat in there um, and I tend to get very close and especially if i'm camping out i'm not going to give up my spot so no. we'll see what happens we'll see where i get for a lot of these artists i feel like if he comes out with someone you know out of the three headliners he's got to come out with the headliner uh he, so he'll have kanye which is i think the most obvious pick of course kendrick doesn't make a lot of sense there with that one and then they'll also have future as well so interesting to see you know he has connections to all of them like you got goosebumps and stuff with Kendrick. He's got, you know, a new song, Hold That Heat with Future. So yeah, I could see that one, but Kanye is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah, I think that for Kendrick, I think it's really out of the question because they're doing Keem and Kendrick on the same stage. So I, I'm mm. assuming we're in a joint performance there. I hope so, at least. Um, you know, I've been jealous of all these videos of them performing together. So hopefully I can get it. Very excited though for for the upcoming upcoming week gonna be special for sure so hopefully you get some you know don't want to you know make it your focus but hopefully get some content for the second avenue podcast of course 
definitely i mean that's that's a must at a music festival it, it's a business trip yeah of course <laughs> uh let's get into the last piece of news here the cover for eminem's curtain call 2 has been released what are your thoughts on this cover i'm gonna insert the, the michael jordan uh stop it get some help um eminem called a career let's wrap it up here um, I feel like <laughs> I love Kurt. I love the first curtain call. And then, I mean, it, the Eminem show honestly was very, that was an honorable mention to make it, but I don't have very high expectations. How about you? It's tough. I mean, that is one of the worst covers I've ever seen. I mean, it kind of is supposed to give like pinball style. And then on one of the numbers, it's like the middle school joke with the calculator with boobies. And I mean, it's like Eminem, you're like, pushing 40 like what are you pushing really 50 doing? pushing 50 yeah i don't know how old he is he's whatever too damn old to be making booby jokes <laughs> on his album cover yeah i mean i don't like that he brought i you know whatever if he wants to make fucking a million revivals or you know shit like that but don't bring in the classics man don't don't ruin the legacy no it's tough it's like if you know if lil wayne put out you know, another Carter and it sucked. That'd be tough. That would, you know, I think there's a, a very big difference though. Cause I mean, Lil Wayne fucking killed it with the Carter five. Maybe we're going to get this late career. No, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like Lil Wayne has never missed on a Carter, but if he put out like a shitter, that'd be tough. Eminem, you know, he's starting to go a little bit down and it's only getting worse. So, I mean, curtain call one was, you know, good. So, you know, kind of. We'll, we'll have to see what legacy. happens. We, we'll have to see what happens, of course, because we have no expectations for this album. We'll get into it, but you know, the cover sucks, and that's what we know right now. And I mean, it, you know, that was pretty brief, but if you enjoyed what we had to say about that album cover, come back next week because we're going to be doing our album artwork tier list. We're going to, you know, pick, you know, 25, 30 different album covers and put them on a tier list see which one's the best, see which ones, you know, we're not really messing with. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a pre-recorded episode. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, I think we're going to do 15 albums a piece that we go with covers. Um, we're going to try and keep it diverse, try and go with some unique ones, try and go with some classics as well. So I'm very excited to, to get into that. All right. To close today's episode out, we got a question, you know, a couple, like last weekend i was with some friends and one of them my boy aj had a question for the second avenue boys he said what would your baseball walk-up song be i feel like the city matters a lot you know i was explaining that to you then even that night but i feel like my definitive pick has been touch the sky by kanye west um what would your pick be i did you never got back to me with your pick, so yeah. Uh, you know, I was a little busy that night, you know, I was doing my thing, but you know, I do have a little experience with this. I told this story before, I think, in the podcast. Um, when I was in college, I played intramural wiffle ball and then intramural slow pitch softball, and we had a Bluetooth speaker and we did walk up songs. And you know, me, if you can't tell from this podcast, I could not make up my mind with one song. We talked about that sorry, this episode even with these albums. It changed five minutes from now. That's how it was with these walk-up songs. I just had a bunch of them. I had no problem, 
by chance. I had Yonkers by Tyler Creator. And then I had the one that I think I would go with. If I had to pick one, it would be Can't Tell Me Nothing by Kanye West. So both got yay here. There are a couple other ones, though, that, like, given the right week, they would hit. Like, last week, Go Go Gadget Flow by Lupe Fiasco was, like, in consideration because I loved that song. Just heard it live. And I really would have thought about it. If I was a baseball player, I'd be like, right, that's the one for this week at least. Uh, and then we'd be back to Can't Tell Me Nothing. But there's, you know, so many great songs you could pick for you. There's so many different ones. Like you said, City really does matter. You know, if I was playing in Miami, I might pick a little bit something. that might pick, you know, like a Denzel Curry song, you know, playing L.A., probably a West Coast song. But, you know, being an Illinois guy, I would think of the Cubs, the White Sox. I'd go with Can't Tell Me Nothing. But I think that's also a song you could really go with anywhere. Definitely. Um, another one, another here. I mean, you said the White Sox. For the Cubs, it'd be Touch the Sky. For the White Sox, obviously being south side, I got to go with the pure souls, the south side, and we outside part. So, mm, I like that pick. That's a good one. That would hit. Definitely. Um, but I think that about wraps it up for this week. Um, thank you guys for listening as always. Tune in next week for the Elmart tier list. We'll see you guys next week.